I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily Dean, I'm with Alan Cochran. <laughs> you can text us on 81215 about anything. I mean anything. It could be the, 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 the birth of the steam age, as far as I'm concerned. I just like to hear from people, because otherwise it can be a desolate and lonely job. That's what I think. What do you think, guys? That's a lovely, cheery beginning to the show. Yeah, but people, they want light and dark. It's mm. nice that you've got co-presenters and you still think it's a desolate and lonely <laughs> job. You know a lot of people do this on their own. Yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah. But I always still feel they don't do it that well. <laughs> I, I, want, I like a bit of dialogue on it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I don't like this uh, talking direct. It seems wrong. I think I feel like I need to go through a, some sort of interpreter. Oh, right. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm throwing the radio manual out the window. Mm. You're supposed to speak just directly to the listener all the time. Hello. <laughs> all right, am <I'm> you? <laughs> I presume they're very old. <laughs> How's the jam? <laughs> so, um, oh, I tell you something, I'm feeling proper Christmassy. Oh, are you, Frank? Yeah, I tell you what, I, um, I did the BBC One Christmas advert this week. You did it. Oh. You're lovely. in the taste of Christmas. It was lovely. It was. I think this year it's. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'm allowed to give this away, but anyway, it's consider yourself part of the family. Is the theme, as oh. if we're all one big family. Do you know that's oh. very up your strata, Frank? I can <laughs> see you. Yes, I am because I'm. Yeah, exactly. I think the idea is that we're going to share out the um, license money right across the nation to help people with heating. Oh, well, that'd be nice. <laughs> wouldn't yeah. It? But um, oh, it was. Um, I think Mrs. Brown was in it. Frank, that's one of your... That's like the, meeting the Dalai Lama for some Tibetan Buddhists. <laughs> well, it is. Meeting Mrs Brown. Yeah, I talked about some of his, uh, his previous lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wish he was worshipped by the Buddhists. I think they've, they've missed a trick there, the Buddhists, with Mrs Brown. Yeah. But, but, yeah, in the advert, he sits on my lap for the, for the duration. I say he, I should say he, she. He, she, yeah. I was just yeah. about to say. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I know. We got on like a... Oh, man, we got on like a Irish pub on fire. It was uh, it was a case of me and Mrs. Brown, we got a thing going on. Wouldn't that be the best tabloid story ever if there's a thing going on between me and Mrs. Yes. Brown? I'd be so happy about that. He's a super brain, though, isn't he? Isn't he one of those brainiacs? Oh, is he? Is he? Yeah, 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 one of those brain. brainiacs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, he was in character for the whole day. Oh, was he? Oh, oh good. Right. He's very method, is he? Um... Oh, it's a t- terribly serious actor, yeah. yeah like Who else bet. did you meet there? Kevin Bridges was there. I like Kevin. Oh. I tell you, me and Kevin Bridges, we both had uh, Christmas jumpers on. I had uh, I had uh, red with Christmas pudding on it. Oh. I mean, a, a knitted Christmas pudding, not just Christmas pudding on it. <laughs> and uh, I, I think he had snowflakes. And we uh, and we had to take our, our picture taken eating mince pies, and we'd had the Christmas... And there was a sofa to relax on, and we both just sat on the sofa with our legs stretched out, not speaking... That's how Christmassy we'd gone. <laughs> In the middle of October. It was just, oh, that lovely Christmas glowy. Nice. It was did, smashing. They, did they give you a bit of dinner to help that? 
a lot. Just, just mince pies, oh, really. Oh. Um, there's a sadness in the middle of January when I when I eat the final mince pie that's left because I always overbuy mince pies. Oh yeah, I, you can't um, overbuy mince pies. They sell them all year, though, don't they? That's the weird. Do thing. they? Yeah, I think so. Well, they sell turkey all year, apparently. Oh yeah, mm. they sell presents all year as well. To presents, yeah. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing. Is that a hint? Is it Emily's <laughs> birthday coming up? <laughs> I never owned a Christmas. I don't buy uh, Christmas clothing. No, I, no. I don't have wardrobe space for something you can only wear once a year. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't buy Christmas clothing. Like you'd have an entirely separate section of your wardrobe. For well, I, have, I have a separate bank account for Christmas clothing, socks, jumpers. I thought you meant you had a separate bank account for Christmas. I was thinking very conscientious, savoury, putting something aside for the Christmas. Presents. No, I, I don't buy Christmas presents, so it's quite it's quite straightforward. Really? No, I, I tell you what, though, I had some Christmas socks oh, that yeah. someone bought me, and uh, I remember like, realising about December the 30th, I hadn't worn them that year. I was absolutely gutted. You really don't want to miss that window. No. Because oh, no. it's once a year. Yeah. So um, after that, I had to get rid of them. They, uh, <laughs> they were burning a hole in my... Um, in my sock drawer, mm. and I ate it when that happens. Oh, and I was with the... So it was me, Kevin Bridges, Mrs Brown, and the kids from Outnumbered, as they're known. Oh, they're quite nice children. They are nice mm. children, yeah. They, at the end of it, they, they stood in an orderly line, and then um, they shook hands with each of us and said, thank you, it was very nice working with you. Thank you, it's very nice working Lovely. with you. Lovely. Yeah. That is nice. And I watched them go across the car park, and um, they... Uh, they got into a small uh, spaceship. <laughs> Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had a query in um, from Craig on six oh one. Did he text us on eight twelve fifteen? He might well have done. Well, that's yeah. tremendous news. Frank, my boxer dog is peeking at me from behind the kitchen door. What do you think is wrong with him? You're some sort of dog whisperer these days. <laughs> yeah, that's not a, that's not a sort of uh, I want to go to the toilet euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's when well, he's done something wrong. There's clearly that. I would check. Mm. I would watch where you're stepping. Let's put it that way. Or there could be puppies. Mad that lovely basket of puppies when you get round the corner. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, fabulous. Oh, I was told never to talk to people with a basket of puppies. Oh, hang on. Um, it's a him. Hmm. Surely if it's a him, there's not going to be a surprise he's, perhaps, he's moved, perhaps he's moved the female one in. Could be some mongrel. He's, he's, he's spent all night forcing through the uh, cat flap. Maybe. He's, been, he's took butter from the bridge. <laughs> from the fridge, rather. From the bridge. <laughs> Might be a bridge. And uh, he's, he's lubed her up and, and dragged her in through the uh, cat flap. Okay. <laughs> That's, well, I hope that helps, Craig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got to ch- check the floor, Craig. That's my advice. Mm, always check the floor. Yeah. Frank, I found myself feeling rather envious of school children this week. Ah. You what, is it their youth and exuberance? <laughs> the birth certificate, perhaps. The iPad. Okay. No, there Gadgets. is that. But as well, in Knits. addition to that... She, ha- she hankers for knits. Mm. How dare you? That was a rumour about me. <laughs> um, no, it's because they've been, uh, they've been on the receiving end of a visit from the Fonz, who, as you know, is my childhood hero. Oh, well, the Fonz. Fonzarelli. Mm. In case you don't know, the Fonz was a character from a popular <laughs> TV series in the 1980s? 80s. Yeah. yeah. But that's what's a bit strange. He was known for his coolness because he was a 35-year-old <laughs> man who hung around uh, with school people in a toilet. And his, yeah. Yeah, his office was a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> but what's... No, he's that actually... That constituted cool in the 80s. <laughs> 
and that program kicked off the phrase "jump the shark," didn't it? That's it did. Where that came from. I don't know. Never, never heard that phrase in oh, my life. Okay. Is it rude? No, no. It just means something sort of famously. Uh, Happy Days had an episode in it where the Fonz jumped over a shark. Okay. And, and that's where people started going. This series is over. It's unbelievable. It's silly now. And oh, now, it means so that someone's on the way out. If yeah, you, it was yeah, like when friends, when friends came to London, that's the point at which it jumped the shark. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's like when the, when the Sex Pistols got uh, Ronnie Biggs as lead singer. Is, is that when they jump <laughs> yeah, the shark? That's, that's when they jump the shark. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I'm going to use that phrase from now on. The shark. Yeah. From the Fonz. Anyway. I just wonder if we, when we had that mini talking about Jump the Shark, if that was the moment this show jumped the shark. <laughs> I wonder. Oh, God, that would be ironic, wouldn't it? It's also hard to know when the Jaws franchise jumped the shark, isn't it? I think Jaws too, probably. Yeah. That's Can how I quick they jumped the shark. I've really, I've taken a gin 431, I'm afraid. Oh. And oh, no. that's because he's texted in and said, we know who the Fonz was. Oh, I don't like. Well, it. you know, we don't. We don't all know four three one. I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to spread the word here. Can't speak I know forever. you knew. Obviously, you knew. I wasn't. I wasn't aiming it at you on this occasion. Anyway, the Fonz has actually been going around schools. One in Swindon, notably. Um, has he? Yes. Is he still hanging around schools? The Fonz. <laughs> he must be sixty now. Why doesn't he get some grown-up friends? <laughs> It's a dyslexia awareness campaign, Frank. I did think, are the children going to think, who's this strange man with grey hair and a black leather jacket? Well, that's why, because I've had things, and people have said, OK, I, I went, when I, remember my famous Tony Blair argument at uh, Number oh, yeah. 10 Downing Street? That was a thing with Rick's loads gate. of kids. And, and we had to go in, and me and David Baddiel had to go and talk to these children, and they had no idea at all who we were. It's really... There's nothing worse for a celebrity <laughs> than people just looking you straight in the face and saying, who are you? It's like, I'd rather be it with an axe. <laughs> but why did you see the cover of the mirror today? It says, uh, it's got Simon Kell and it says, I'll axe you all. Yeah. And it's about his threat to the judges. I was really hoping he'd gone mad like in a top shop <laughs> in Guildford. <laughs> gone on the rampage. He's definitely got it in him. Definitely. Um, so... Yeah, so he's been. So it was a sort of celebrity school visit, but I was worried that the children might be a bit disappointed because mm. we had rather fine visits in in my day, in my school. Who did you get? We had Kenneth Williams. Fine, mate. Yes. That's a coup. Mm. We had Yehudi Menuhin. Really? Did he? Yeah. Did he play? He did briefly. Although I can remember as a child seeing him on one of those reduced, a little reduced steam train, and I thought, oh no, it's for a man of a musician of his stature. He's he's really let himself down there. He's on a little steam train. Yes, That's how he, he travelled generally. <laughs> Yehudi Menuhin. <laughs> yeah, and the, the horn went. Yehudi, Yehudi. It was really unique. Nice. He had the darkest bags under his eyes of any human being Yehudi I've Menuhin. ever seen. Yeah. Oh well. Do you remember? Did he have? But he had really dark... Did I think, you see him on many mornings? <laughs> no, just that's what he was like. He had, there were proper black bags under his eyes. Mm. Sort of Alice Cooper style. Really? Oh. So who did you guys have? Um, well, I remember, not really a celebrity, but in uh, in West Yorkshire it was of celebrity stature. We had the Wellifant. Do you know the Wellifant? A oh. fire safety elephant. No. <laughs> Let me guess, did he put fires out with, with the aid of his trunk? I believe so. Well, that would have been a trick miss, wouldn't it, if, he'd, if he hadn't done that? Yeah. The inventors would have been sitting there two years ago and one of them would have gone, oh, God, we never... Um, what we should have done with the elephant, the elephant, is to get him to put fire. Oh, man, I can't believe we didn't think of that. Too late now, I suppose. 
And he told us that uh, if you waved at firemen on their engine, that they'd always wave back. Is that true? It's not proved to be true so far. No, I still always give them a wave, but no, it seems like their mind is elsewhere. I think he's seen too many gay stag movies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. We were discussing the Fonz. Well, we were discussing um, people who... Celebrities who visit schools. Mm. Mm. I all... can't believe Kenneth Williams went to your school. We, we had... Well, they were so minor. They were minor even in our area, Who the people that we had. We had, um, I don't think he's even as big as Wellyfant. We had, uh, <laughs> we had <laughs> Wesley Perrins, the black country preacher, <laughs> who um, I got into, a, in, in the Q&A, got into a tussle with one of the kids about whether West Bromwich came under the black country or not. You know the area called oh, the Black no. Country? It became it, a boundaries issue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a boundaries issue with Wesley Perrins, the Black Country. And he said, um, I don't know if you'll be able to understand this, but he mm. said, uh, Now, some people say as West Bramwich is in the Black Country, but yo mark more words. <laughs> he die. I remember it's a terrifying man. A child was trembling. Itai! <laughs> Which, in other words, some people say West Bromwich in the black country, but uh, you mark my words, it isn't. Oh. And it isn't Itai! Well, Kenneth Williams didn't sound un- dissimilar to <laughs> no, that. No, he could probably do a good... If yeah. you'd ever met Wesley, he could have done mm. uh, a good... Uh, oh, we had some text about Happy Days, didn't we, Well, we, we have, way? yeah. Um, Paul in South End says Happy Days was 1970s. Thanks for that, Paul. Really grateful for that. Piece no, of no, I love it when they send in information. No, but I'm Don't just put saying, them off. The Frank, I'm just saying it. Thank date, you, Paul. It dates me somewhat. That's why I'm not oh, happy I with see. that. I, do you know that they're in dispute? They're in industrial dispute. The cast of Happy Days at the Are moment. They? Yeah, they're in court, being led by Ralph Mouth. No, do you remember the ginger oh, one? Yeah, is he done most or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Ralph Mouth. Yeah, uh, Ralph Mouth has uh, has, has, has marched them into court. Oh, no, he's always a ringleader, wasn't he, Mel? Was, was he? What's it about? I bet poor old Potsy's been dragged along, <laughs> right, not really knowing what's going on. It's not a pay issue, is it? Yeah, they're saying that they didn't get royalties for merchandise that's been sold. I hate it. To make to make happy days that squalid. Yeah, mm. unhappy days is the headline. Yeah, there, yeah. Isn't it? As, as the you can imagine Al, Al sitting in the dock going, "Hi, yup, yup, yup." Oh no, it's 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 upsetting when that happens. I've oh, just remembered another celebrity school visit that we had. What you know, we had the Green Cross Code man, <gasps> oh. Dave Prowse. Who was also, I believe, the body of Darth Vader. Mm. Yeah, well, he thought he was Darth Vader. Yeah. Apparently, he actually got as far as watching the film. <laughs> and when the head come off, he was saying to the family, here we go, here we go, Edge coming off now, who comes, boy, Edge coming off, get ready, here we go. <laughs> and it was a different actor altogether. It was the Mag- elephant under the... Oh, imagine <laughs> the, the, the horror of that. Poor, poor Dave. I've worked with Dave Prowse. Have you? You've Very big. I've worked with them all, haven't you? I've worked with them all, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and we had the Bishop of Dudley come to when I worked Tales in college. Did you? He came. One of my. Does in fact. Hang on. We, um, Your celebs from school are a preacher and a bishop. <laughs> yes, I don't know why that was. That was the only celebs we had in the West Midlands at the time. Of course, this was during the Reformation. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, I remember he came and they said to one lecture, uh, lecturer, they said, You've got to come to the, uh, the assembly thing because it's the Bishop of Dudley. And he said, he said, I don't want to come. He said, you've got to come, it's the Bishop. And he said, how many divisions has the Bishop of Dudley? <laughs> Which I, only I laughed at. It was something that Stalin said about the Pope. 
when someone said the Pope will be upset, he said, how many divisions has the Pope? <laughs> to use that. that about the Bishop of Dodley was the best thing ever. And you knew that as a schoolboy. You got No, no, I, was, I worked there. I was at, oh, I, I see. Oh, no, we only had one visitor at school. That was Wesley Perrins. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so he came, the Bishop of Dudley, and he did, like, his speech. And, oh, man, it was... It was <laughs> he, had his, he had his theme mm. was... Um, so he said, I, I, I got up this morning and I had a, a, a hard-boiled egg for breakfast. Richard III. And he said, and I, I looked and I thought, in, in many ways we are all like that hard-boiled egg. Our exterior is hard and brittle, but inside we are quite soft. And, and, and then he, that was his thing. And then he said he went down the road and he saw this cat and he went to stroke it and it scratched him. And he said, in many ways we are all like that cat. <laughs> We did about nine of things that we were like, which we weren't actually that like. <laughs> he really killed some flowers he saw. I saw some daffodils. And in many ways, oh, oh, stop it now. Why can't you just talk about us instead of stuff that we're like? <laughs> anyway, we'd love to know who you had visiting your school, because um, I've just got rubbish people. I've always had rubbish people. Mm. When I got my degree, the certificate was presented to me by the head of the gas board. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. So Richard Attenborough, just saying. My best ever um, celebrity. There That's used to be. A, there's a Birmingham website, and they had a they had a feature on there of celebrities you've spotted in, in and around Birmingham. So of course I looked to see if they included me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a whisper. But um, <laughs> someone said Noel Gordon. I said, now Noel Gordon oh, used yeah. to star in Crossroads, and and he said um, I saw Noel Gordon. In um, in Birmingham, and I thought, well, that's fair enough. She was a big star in her day, and he said, "I say, when I say saw her, I, I didn't actually see her. She she was in a coffin." <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we were talking earlier about which celebrities came to visit our schools. We've established I had a Hughie menu in Kenneth Williams and former Arsenal manager Terry Neal. What? Um, yeah, you. Two oh, you had, had Terry Neal. Yeah, we had him. You two had some strange characters. I think you mentioned Terry. <laughs> I did. No, I, no, you didn't mention that. I, I was in, uh, I was in Africa with Terry Neal. I oh, remember there you? was a sandstorm. Mm. You've worked with them all. Yeah. <laughs> there was a sandstorm, and Terry Neal uh, disappeared, then came back in complete like white Arab robes, like, like Lawrence of Arabia. We didn't even know who he was. Just this man. He peered through the orange dust because we were all sheltering inside. And this figure, like a ghost, walked down. Mm. And you thought, God, which cosmic character will this be? It was, it was former Arsenal <laughs> Tottenham, Terry Neal. Uh, we've had uh, our lovely listeners have been texting in. They've had all sorts of oh, people. Yeah. They've been around. They've got plenty here, haven't they? Well, someone here, 211, we had Douglas Barder visit us at school. Whoa! The headmaster was showing him around the school and was struggling to Can get... I say, Douglas Barder um, was a World War II um, fighter pilot mm. who got shot down. In, there's a film, a film called Reach for the Sky when he's played by Kenneth Moore. And he was known as Old Tin Legs because they put metal legs on him and he, he continued going. He was, he's, he's a national hero. Mm. Well, as he got older, obviously, what with incontinence, he rusted somewhat. <laughs> but um, 
Well, no, he was brilliant. According to Two on One, he still had his wits about him I because bet. he said the headmaster was showing him around the school and was struggling to get a door open. Sir Douglas stood out of his wheelchair, grabbed the door handle, said, "I escaped from two German prisoner of war camps," and opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a braggart. No one's denying that. How brilliant! Oh, and just in uh, Mick in Reading, sounding somewhat bitter. We had Roald Dahl at our school, but we could only meet him if we bought one of his rubbish books. <laughs> I think his books are quite good, but I imagine that it... That's not really a school visit. That's a signing, isn't it? it? <laughs> yeah. Roald Dahl was an early adopter of uh, commercial enterprise autographing, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. <laughs> what, what a t- to go to a school and make the kids buy a book. Now, I have to say, Frank, Dave Prowse seems to have been putting himself about rather Well, he was the Green Cross man. He's going to do school work. Mm. Well, although this is getting ridiculous, I'd like to have seen a big fight, a big fist fight between him and Tofty Fluffy Tail <laughs> to see who's got the best road safety. Go on, carry on. Donna in Epsom. Morning, Frank. We had Dave Prowse come to our school um, as well as the Green Cross Code man, and I got to sit on his knee. As well as the Green Cross. Well, no, she meant I gave the wrong emphasis there. She meant as well <laughs> okay. as oh, I see. as well as Alan. Yeah, she sat um, on his knee. She sat on his knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A bit weird. Um, hi Frank, we also had Dave Prowse, but we also had Harry Worth. That's wrong. Oh, what? <laughs> How come we had Wesley Perrins, the black country preacher, and people had Harry Worth? I'm going to explain again. Harry Worth was a very famous British comedian. Whose show had the theme tune. And he used to stand and reflect in himself in a shop window. And he'd, lay, he'd raise his one arm and leg, and it looked like he was doing a oh, fabulous flying X that. in the sky. <laughs> Absolutely magnificent. If he'd come to our school, I would have... I think I'd have burnt the whole place down with him in it, in sheer excitement. (laughs) 957 Ainsley Harriet. Ainsley Harriet Mm, came? Yeah. 957 Ainsley Harriet sounds like some terrible tombola. (laughs) When you're winning a night out. That's not a dig, by the way, at the price that we're giving away on Absolute Radio when you can go to Hong Kong to see the actual locations that the new Johnny English movie was filmed in. Is that right? Yeah. Frank! 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 Skimmer! Frank Skimmer! Absolute Radio! Frank, uh, 674, as Emily mentioned Harry Worth, I found myself standing in the doorway lifting my arms and leg, laughing like a James Bond villain. See, people still remember Harry Worth. Mm. If you like James Bond and spoofs on it, maybe you'd like to go and see some of the locations that the new Johnny... Um... What else we got? <laughs> how, would I, uh, how would I visit those locations? Well, this is the competition on Absolute Radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what I'd like to talk Imagine about, Imagine people going, oh, God, that's the... I recognise that door from the second uh, Johnny. Go on. <laughs> I'd like to talk about the wife of the speaker. Oh. Um, frankly, I'm disgusted. Oh, steady. No, I am. <laughs> well, I know you're a big fan of the speaker's work. Well, yeah. So, well, you know, it was the previous speaker I loved. Oh, I'm sorry, Frank. <laughs> you have, you have <laughs> met <laughs> this speaker, though. <laughs> I have met him, yeah. Well, she's bringing shame on the speaker. Most of the stuff I said went straight over his head. <laughs> to be honest, is she bringing shame to the speaker? Is she, is she, a, is she a bit out of order? <laughs> I think she might be a bit out of order. Well, the Daily Mail described it as fresh torture for the speaker. 
French torture. <laughs> yeah. I, I love a bit. I hate style torture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going to put this? me on the rack again. That's three days on. I'm bored with the rack. <laughs> I don't mind best before torture. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, yeah. Um, no, what, it's Sally Burkow. Display on till torture. <laughs> I'm all right Burkow? with Are we going Burkow or Burkow? Yeah. I think you're deliberately trying to say cow about her. Oh, I think I might be. Oh, no. <laughs> don't like that. that no, she's bringing the office sly. into disrepute. That's Firstly, Firstly, she posed with an old sheet by Big Ben. Yes. I, know, I know you do that every night, but that's between you and yeah. Kath. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, that one. The yes, sort of that sexy one. The se- the, and then yeah. she went on Celebrity Big Brother. Mm. She said she gave the money to charity. She said. She no, said I think she did. She did give. You can't say that. She gave the money. <laughs> she to She gave charity. a proportion of the money, Frank. Anyway, yeah, she kept a bit. I'm trying to defend this woman. Then now she's just said she's doing a reality show. With the man from Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. Mm-hmm. They're moving in together. When Paddy met Sally. She's moving in... Now, that, can I say, that is a programme that's been commissioned <laughs> just because there's a pun in the title. It is. It is. Exactly. There's so many shows that wouldn't be on air if it wasn't for that. They should have got Harry Worth. Would have been much better. <laughs> Winton Wonderland. Give it being a, a very good example. Paddy said we got on diamond in the Big Brother house. Paddy was—he's the—he's the gypsy wedding man, isn't mm-hmm. he? And he won—and he won uh, the last Big Brother. Okay. I think he's yeah. a—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's a brawler, isn't he? He's bare knuckle a, fighter. He's a brawler. Not a brawler. Bare knuckle fighter. Oh, I stand correct. <laughs> no, but not. <laughs> God, Fair don't enough. please don't alienate Paddy from Big Brother. <laughs> whatever it's called, Big Breakfast Wedding. It? Been on the same train. I've, I've a feeling I have. I mean, I didn't see my big fat gypsy wedding the program, but you know, you see his picture in the paper now and again. I'm pretty sure I've been on the train with him. It's a weird thing to think about someone, isn't it? But I'm fairly sure. There I wouldn't be. have thought he was a train man. Mm. No, you'd think he'd be more horse and cart. Up and <laughs> well, well, I hope so. That all the old ways are dying out. Yeah, <laughs> where have they got to go? So he's going to live with uh, Sally. They're going to live together as part of this. Yeah, it's a reality show. And I, I think no good can come of it. Well, I'll tell you what. If there was a story guaranteed to annoy the Daily Mail, it is one with a gypsy and this woman that's bringing shame on the speaker <laughs> in it together, isn't it? I mean, like, their website must have exploded this week. Yeah, but what, what people are not acknowledging here is that people like Sally Burko are the absolute... the gold of reality TV shows. You need excruciating... People. If yeah. you're watching a reality TV show and not wincing with agony at, at points, there's no point in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, like on X Factor, it's when they have the <laughs> urban moments. When right. somebody starts rapping inappropriately, you know what I mean? You think, oh, God, I sense this person's ever rapped before, but Simon said to him, oh, oh, I like it because it'll be very current. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think, no, don't try and go street. It's the X Factor. You know what I mean? Keep, keep it light. I haven't watched this, but do you watch that and think he's no John Barnes? He was a good no, rapper, wasn't he? I just, I, I think, please don't, please don't go a bit urban on X Factor. And also, they're talking as if it's rap is just coming out. Yeah. It's the new thing on the... On the <laughs> I think it could go big, rap. She's, mm. um, she, I, I don't wish to be unkind now, because I'll leave that mainly to Emily, but mm. she, I, I, used <laughs> to think, I used to think she was something of a statuesque beauty, Sally Burkhart, mm-hmm. and, and it looks like all this... All this stuff, she's actually, it's, it hasn't had a good effect on her. She doesn't look as nice as she used to. Yeah, mm. I, I've, I've travelled the same journey. Especially yeah. when she first was sort of... She was a bit candid about previous lovers, and I thought, oh, good on you, you know, fair play. Be be honest, why not? Mm. And and uh, and now I think, oh, I, I've, I've perhaps been hoodwinked. Too perhaps candid. You, 
you're a bit of an attention seeker. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but that doesn't with a cold explain. black heart. It doesn't explain why she's less attractive than she used to be. That do you think it's actually reflecting? The, I the do. Cold black a cold yeah. black heart yeah. is affecting a cold black heart. Photogenic qualities. <laughs> I'm not saying she's ugly. She's sort of, I suppose, in the context of her husband being a speaker, <laughs> she's a sort of a subwoofer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. We've had all sorts texting in this morning, Frank. Yeah. We've been talking about celebrity visits to schools. Um, we've had a it's lot. It's become of a hot topic. There's a lot of Chris Akabusi action. Is that? Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to say that in many years. No, he could, uh, he could probably do six or seven in a day once he got his uh, steam up. When he's got <laughs> his spikes on. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Lauren, hi, Frank, Emily, and Cockrell. We had Chris Akabusi come to our school to open the tennis courts, and Peter Andre came to sing as well. Chris Akabusi is something of a misbooking to open <laughs> the tennis courts, though, isn't he? <laughs> well, sport. Yeah, I suppose. Robert says Chris Akabusi came to my school. He made a few of the younger children cry when he laughed. That <laughs> <laughs> quite a loud laugh. I like the idea of that, though. I love it when children are startled by loud noises. <laughs> I went to. Uh, I, I don't normally go to bonfire um, parties because of um, grudges that go back hundreds of years. But I went to one, and all these kids are going hurrah, hurrah, and there was a really loud banger went off, and it went. <laughs> I mean, there was like a pause, I'd say, it went... Oh, <laughs> about 30 kids all crying. <laughs> exciting, 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 frightening. That, yeah. was, that was the base, the arc. That's the... Uh, there's, uh, there's another good one, wasn't there? There's, uh, where's the Rolf Harris one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Glenn from Somerset? <laughs> Rolf Harris came to our school and did one of his massive murals when I was a kid. Brilliant. Two weeks later, I found the picture torn into bits in the bin at the back of the school. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a school thing, the the mysterious destruction <laughs> of something. Like when someone put um, dry ice in the goldfish pond at our school. Did they? I mean, what a way to go. Cruel but dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, that was terrible. Also had, now this is a good booking, Anna from Bridge North. Hi, Frank, we had Buzz Aldrin at our school. How good was that? Second no. man on the moon. <laughs> That is I massive. bet that wine's... We had... I interviewed Buzz Aldrin once, and we had him and his wife, we flew him over from America to yeah. this chat show. And we thought, Americans, they love a bit of uh, history. So we put him in this, uh, like a Tudor house hotel. We thought they'd absolutely love this. So the next day, Mrs Aldrin, old Ma Aldrin, <laughs> was on the phone, and she said... This hotel you put us in, it's, it's awful. You know, the floor, when, when you walk, it kind of creaks. Oh, no. And I could hear um, Boz, you know, Boz was in the background sort of saying, you know, you, you never get this with zero gravity. Shut up, Boz, about 30 years ago. No, but with zero gravity. Yes, I know you were on the moon. It was, oh. <laughs> Poor old Boz. I think he's sitting down to a nice hotel dinner going, oh, when it's dried, we just put water in it. Oh, no, Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> I understand her agony though, because uh, I'm I'm on tour currently, and uh, I've been. Are you staying, really? I've been staying <laughs> quite two a few dates available on your website. <laughs> oh, I think they might be. Yeah. Mm, okay. um, but I've been staying in hotels, and uh, some of them are are quite frustrating. I find it a bit annoying when the layout is wrong and when there's ambient light, I get annoyed by ambient light. You don't like ambient light? I don't like ambient light. And I was in one where 
You know, there's a light inside I the cupboard. I love ambient light. Do you? I don't, like, my favorite I don't like light full stop in a hotel room. I like to put my hand between two pillows in the pillow <laughs> sandwich, as I've discussed before. I'll go anywhere for ambient light. I'd say I'm, I'm an ambience chaser. <laughs> oh, <laughs> very good. Very good. But I was in one the other day, and, uh, and you know, there's a light within the cupboard, and when you shut mm. the doors, mm. the wardrobe light goes back off. The wardrobe Do you light, know that for certain? The wardrobe light wouldn't go back off, oh. so the doors were glowing. There was a, a glow in the middle. Oh, I've had oh. that. It was only like four feet from my bed, so I got up and took the bulb out. I had to take the bulb. I never do any DIY in my own home. No, but that's I'm quite bold. I for 12 that. hours and I took the bulb out. If I did that, I'd have to put the bulb back in before I left. Oh, I wouldn't no, be able I to didn't. leave it there. I didn't. I just what, if, what if the cleaner leaned on it? Well, whatever. <laughs> well, that, that's a nice attitude. Well, just because they're menials, it doesn't matter if they bleed to death. No, I don't think they would have bled to death. Well, this is like the head of the IMF. And yeah. last week I stayed in a hotel that, uh, that was called My Hotel, which is annoying mm. if you well, can't like find it. It's like my mum's cola. But, <laughs> but it is annoying. I couldn't find it, and I wanted to ask people for directions, but I didn't want to go up to somebody and say, excuse me, do you know where my hotel is? <laughs> and that would sound like you're mad. Well, yeah. what is your hotel? Uh, yeah, exactly. And so I had to just fathom it. It was really annoying. <laughs> that is a problem. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. I um, I stayed at a hotel. Actually, it, it wasn't actually a hotel. It was. Remember, I said a few weeks ago, I think that um, the first date I had with my girlfriend was actually a holiday. Oh yeah. I, I just said, "Do you want to go on holiday?" Mm. Um, well, we st- we hired this place, this sort of uh, country cottage place in the uh, in the Lake District. And when we got there, in the what I would call the master bedroom, mm. if you can still mm. say that. Oh, no, you can't. Oh, sure. yeah. Um, shouldn't it be the mistress bedroom as well? well the mistress it. bedroom is a bit <laughs> somewhere else, isn't it? Depends who you Pens- are, darling. Yeah. <laughs> Depends yeah, what sort of holiday it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, anyway, there was, uh, the bed was there, and in the, middle, in the middle of the room was the toilet. Oh. I mean, in no. the middle of... They must have moved. They must have turned, knocked one into the other in the middle of the room and what they'd done is they'd put a, a Japanese lacquered screen <laughs> around it as if that would make it alright yeah yeah this is exactly the problem now obviously we weren't sleeping in the same room so it wasn't a problem what <laughs> no we ne- no it was you know it was our first date bear in mind oh I see I'm, so uh, I still don't understand <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway <laughs> Oh, and then we went We went to Mexico once, me and my girlfriend, and I got sick on the plane. I mean, really sick. I, oh. I wasn't actually sick on the plane, but I knew I was going to be sick. We, one of those, the car to the hotel, I'm, I'm really gripping the armrests. Right. Oh, mm, one of those. And uh, I still stopped, I remember, at reception to have an argument about the price of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I knew I could be sick at any moment. <laughs> I won't tolerate that. But uh, we got into the room and they had like really loud uh, like house music, real thumping, and I was I was being really being sick, and I was, I was going turn the music, turn the music off. The music was making me feel worse, and Kath couldn't find the way of turning the music off, and she found something that made it louder. And I was feeling, oh man, it was. It, it was one of those occasions when things literally went a bit Pete Tonk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it still makes me feel terrible just thinking about it. I'm glad you mentioned that toilet, because that was another problem that I had only this week. Mm. The, 
it's, it's when they go trendy. The layout of the, the hotel room I was in had a toilet um, in a separate room from I the, like that. the bath and shower and <laughs> That's sink. All right. Yeah. Well, it is all right, but it was miles away. It, not miles, obviously. It wasn't a suite or anything, but it was... I counted. It was eight steps... So you got to use the bathroom. You got to use the toilet. I'm glad you counted. Yeah. Two, two corners, two corners. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not a hygiene freak, but whilst I was walking, there was long enough time to feel germy <laughs> before you even get to another room to wash your hands. It's yeah. too far away. Yeah. The other thing is, I find that those hotel slippers are not very good for cornering. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? You That's, can't get purchased. I mean, Frank. that adds no. another half a I second. Don't, I don't know if they're uh, radials they got on them, but they're, uh, you could go over. You could go straight over on a tight corner. <laughs> Imagine that. You'd get blood on your robe. And it adds an ironing board in the toilet. Why is it in there? In the toilet. Why is the ironing board? Oh, well, I don't know. You know, but if if you've ever dropped uh, toilet paper down the toilet and it goes horribly crinkly. <laughs> oh. It'd be quite nice. Ironing board in the toilet. The, I was I was in a Disneyland Paris curious, once, couldn't it? And they had in the child's bedroom they had a Mickey Mouse ashtray, which I thought was very <laughs> French. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's true. Then let's put an idea. That's Euro Disney, that was that. Disneyland Paris, yeah. Yeah, that's put a, an idea in my head, Daddy Island. Because wouldn't. Could there be any more pleasant sensation than than using freshly ironed toilet paper? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still warm. Well, that would be nice. Oh, that's, actually, I might get a, perhaps a small microwave mm. in the toilet. Oh, lovely. Oh, cosy. Well, you wouldn't want to let it go. <laughs> Absolute radio. With Frank Skinner. Frank, uh, we've had a text in 437. That last fall tune was Mark singing My Dog Will Never Be Oprah. Clarification appreciated. Mm-hmm. Because it's not out of the question that Marky Smith would have a lyric that said <laughs> My Dog Would Never Be Oprah. Some forlorn... Perhaps one of those people, like, you get on uh, Britain's Got Talent when the, when the dog dances. <laughs> and you just wonder what goes on in their private lives. <laughs> But uh, no, it, it's my my door will always be open. I, I think, and then it then it's my door will never be open. He, he, he messes about with it a bit. But I think yes, but let's face it, his dog never will be open. None yeah. of our dogs will. Mm-hmm. We can near enough categorically say that. Yeah, I'm prepared to stick my neck out on this one. <laughs> Frank, there's been a bit of an incident in Australia this week. What? Mm. What again? <laughs> well, the Queen has been there. an MP basically caused a bit of an etiquette breach. She refused... Oh, it, was, it was, wasn't it the President or whatever? Oh, yes, Prime Minister, I'm sorry. Prime Minister. Mm. Um, Julia Gillard, I believe the name is. Born in Wales. Yeah. Oh, what I like it? that you have all the biographical information. Yeah, I just... I <laughs> know the fact I know. Well, she wouldn't curtsy to the Queen. She wow. said, it's just not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Well, I, I think I can... I can... It's all right, isn't he? Yeah. No. That's fine. Oh, so what do you mean it's just not me? I mean, it's not a character trait, curtsy. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm not much of a curtsier. <laughs> oh, she's such a curtsier. <laughs> Who is that? Oh. Do you think J.M. Curtsier's wife <laughs> says that? I'm not much of a curtsier. What do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, no, I just said, now, what do you mean? You, what are you getting at? I can imagine that going on in the Curtsier uh, household. South African Literature Week on Absolute Radio. <laughs> there isn't enough. <laughs> can I say, by the way, I just saw an advert on the television, and it was Sting's new album, Greatest mm. Hits. Oh. Greatest Hits, always a worry when the Greatest Hits come out. <laughs> yeah. And the album is in standing in a lake with no shirt on, playing yeah. a guitar. 
I'm, I'm expecting a shark to go past, which he jumps <laughs> at, any point, at any point. Sorry, the Queen. Yeah, uh, did you see when they, they introduced the, the basketball, the female basketball um, player? Oh, oh no, I didn't see. It that. was like an old-fashioned Victorian freak show. Honestly, <laughs> now, you know, in the old days, it would have, they'd have been in Africa, the Queen and, and uh, Queen Victoria. They'd have brought out the woman with uh, 84 neck rings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they brought out this this Australian female basketball player who, who was over seven foot tall. She was enormous. And she wore a lovely blue dress. It's not going to hide anything. And <laughs> they brought her out, like... And, and the Queen, like, had to look really crane her neck to look up at her. It was... I mean, it was terrifying. I thought, I wish this woman would curtsy. She's going to curtsy and then someone's going to say, hold on, where's that little kid with the flowers gone? <laughs> Oh, man, uh, Duke of Edinburgh, you could see, was saying something to her. You thought, oh, no, this will be something terrible. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but I, I'm quite fond of an old-fashioned manner or two, Frank. I like... I like. Oh, I'm... no, I'm not I'm not decrying manners. But I think um, curtsying, it, it's it's quite tricky. It's easy to go over with a curtsy, <laughs> especially if you're, if you're still in your hotel slippers. Yeah. I think we've established that. Yeah, they're not, not, they're not foot safe. Not great for the purchase. You stand Why? up for an anthem, though, wouldn't you? Wait, oh, yeah. There you go. But you know that's more of a that's more of a football thing. I think. Mm. You, do you uh, have you curtsied? Oh yeah, have I've you? met the Queen. Mm. Have you? Yeah, it was in her um, in her gaff. Is this something we know? Is this something <laughs> that I don't know? Cause I'm new well, to like the saying show, met, she just gave me a bit of a dirty look. <laughs> yeah, it was at the um, it was it was in Buckingham Palace in the garden. Well, you went to a window ledge. <laughs> 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 I was on her son's window ledge. <laughs> And no, and I um, she, I went, oh, oh, it's the Queen. So I thought I, I sort of semi bowed. I thought oh. it was a half, it was a bow slash curtsy. Well, that's what the Prime Minister, the second time she met her, she bowed. No, mine she was much more far. feminine. Mine was much more feminine. Now I've met the Queen. We just shook hands, simple as that. Did you? Did you? Yeah. Then she takes that glove off and throws it into a bin liner held by an assistant, puts another glove on for the next handshake. That's like... Right, like she like works in a deli. Like dis- <laughs> exactly. Like she works in customs. <laughs> I don't understand why it's always the uh, always that way around. Like, the Australian woman has... The Prime Minister, the Australian Prime Minister, has to curtsy, which is her changing her... It's not like the Queen went there and assimilated into Australian society and, like, wore a baseball cap or went <laughs> surfing or anything. Why is it always, like, Joe Public that's making the concessions? The royal family get their own way a lot, don't they? Oh, a bit of, uh, mm. bit of republicanism here on uh, Absolute I'm, Radio. I'm calling it the Cockrell Controversy Hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah it's really <laughs> controversial, it? Someone's got to replace Ian Lee. So it's, um... <laughs> if, you want, if you want any, um... If you... If, <laughs> If you'd love any old-fashioned manners to come back, text in and tell us what they would be, because uh, I've got to think of a few. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. So, Frank, we were talking about old-fashioned etiquette. Mm. Um, and I'd like to see a return to it, quite frankly. No, I know what you mean. Not just that, just those little touches. That Where's the letter opener gone? Very polite. Sorry, lot. I thought you were just asking. I, I, haven't, I haven't had it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, used to have a, I bought one from a second-hand shop once in Thorpe Lesoken, Essex. And it was uh, it was like an animal's foot, the handle. A real animal's foot. 
and uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure it wasn't um, killed for the purpose of the, I, I imagine it was somebody doing their best. I with can't have given you a very clean incision. No, no, it's had a blade. It's, it's, oh, had, okay. like a, it's had like a, a lovely oh. ivory sort of blade. It was, it was a, and I, I'd forgotten about letter openers. I love letter openers. I, I, I we had a brown leather handle, gold blade. Smashing. I mm. mean, and also, I'd like a letter opener because since we no longer have a coal fire in the bedroom, there's there's no ready to hand weapon to, ki- <laughs> to kill a burglar with that you could say it was just lying around because that's if you kill a burglar oh, yeah, you have yeah. to say it's just mm. lying around. Letter opener could have been any room. I heard a noise downstairs. I, I instinctively grabbed the letter opener. You're fine. Yeah, or you could just move to the northwest, where recently killing burglars has become quite legal. It seems. Well, no, I, don't think that's, I think that's I think that's a national phenomenon. But oh, uh, I think that might be a bit political. For uh, let me just check. Oh, well, apparently way too political. <laughs> <laughs> We're off. Uh, yeah, God, you've gone very. You've become a shock jock. Shock. Well, someone had to. There was a gap, wasn't there? Yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> Also, I like Frank. Uh, I like a thank you letter. I like yeah. a child that gets up for me on a tube. You haven't had a hard day. I have. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think that's true. No, I don't that's... think the child deserves the seat. Yeah. I, I, what I, have you been doing all day? I don't like that moment when somebody first gets up for you. You think, <laughs> oh, here we go, down in all the way. <laughs> somebody was saying to me only this week that a, a friend of theirs met the Queen and became completely obsessed during the few seconds about punching her really hard in the face. <laughs> and he said, I thought, he said, he said, if I punched her really hard in the face, I would be world famous. I'd be yeah. everywhere, YouTube. You know yeah. what I mean? It'd be instant, yeah. massive, massive celebrity. Every country in the world would show the Queen being punched in the face. That's true. I hope I haven't put that in anyone's mind who's <laughs> meeting the Queen in the near future. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to fret about that now tonight. In a way, it could be my fault. Mm. Anyway, at least there isn't a letter opener anywhere near. <laughs> could, it could go a lot worse. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Well, I've been doing this radio show quite a while and I've only just discovered that even if you shout, shut up, shut up really loudly at the record, it doesn't stop playing. No, there's a button for that, isn't there? Yeah, that'll be uh, the Foo Fighters with The Pretender. <clears throat> We've had a good text in from 466. To kill a burglar with a letter opener, he would need to be stationary. Very good. <laughs> Love it. I, I feel like, like I just slipped into a hot bath. It's nice. That's, isn't a, it? that's a fabulous pun. There is something warming about a pun, isn't there? Oh. Something warming. Tell me about it. Don't no, tell no, me. No. Don't tell me about it. No, we actually <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> I need more detail. No. Uh, Frank, we've also had re celebrity school visits. Six eight two. Well, actually, he's called Morris or Maurice, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Frank, re famous visitors in 1973, Mother Teresa visited our school. That's it. Whoa, that's the biggie. <laughs> that's it. Now, the, the votes, are, you're not going to top Mother Teresa. <laughs> Poor old Douglas Bader. I mean, he was he was ahead of Chris Akabusi and he's not got no legs. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Mother Teresa has come on the outside track and pipped him. Brilliant. That was in Birmingham. And the well to distant memory now. In my end is my beginning. We started with Wesley Perrin's The Black Country Preacher <laughs> and we've, we've ascended Jacob's Ladder and uh, <laughs> ended with uh, Mother Teresa. Brilliant. Frank, before we go, um, I'd like to share something with you. I've had a bit of an incident with the cockerel. What? Oh, dear. Are we doing internals, <laughs> no, aren't we? nothing <laughs> to worry about. Well, you know what I'm like. I'd rather be direct and raise this now, cockerel. 
Uh-huh. Um, oh it was a bit of a wake-up call I for me. I believe we call him the shocker, almost. <laughs> someone, was, someone was suggesting after his uh, political comments today. <laughs> political comments? As you may thinking re- aloud. Frank, as you may recall last week, do you remember we were discussing the Alan Partridge autobiography? I was just thinking aloud. That's what Richard Keyes said. Uh, make it all right. Alan yeah. recommended it. You recommended it. I'm although trying to change the subject here from plugging someone else's book. Can you tell? <laughs> I suppose it would be a funny book as it's written by four people. <laughs> yes, try writing one on your own. That's all I'll say. Anyway, uh, the cockerel and I were walking. It was sort of northeasterly direction. Cockerel. Well, is this read it being read from a policeman's notebook yeah. in a local courtroom? <laughs> well, it was criminal in some ways. What it's he said. Evidence. Go on. And the cockerel said to me, "I said, should I buy the audio book or the hardback? Do you think?" And the cockerel said, "Well, I've only known you three months. I, I'm. I don't think I'm in a position to give you life advice." Oh. Oh well. I'm well. not sure. If- <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm not being misquoted slightly. I think I said something along the lines of, I don't think I'm qualified to take this decision for you. I've only known you three months. But that is my own... tentative, that wasn't it? It's my own problem, because I I don't like making decisions. I'm I'm not going to choose for you. I mean, I do a lot of driving, so the audiobook was good for in the car, but... Yeah, I don't know how much it driving three, you do, I It was the three you. months that bothered me. And as I said to you, you may recall, Cockrell, <laughs> what did I say to you when you said that? I don't know. I think I said to you, well, I've had therapists, I've known for a lot less, oh, yeah. and, and they constantly give me life advice <laughs> yeah. but frank i just i made me think i was a probation think, friend for the cockerel and i'm not a real friend well i think it's i think i think it takes a bit of time with the cockerel i think we've we he's, cir- he's been circling me in that barnyard for too long i think get, get commit, to, commit. <laughs> getting to know the cockerel is like visiting a stately home i think you're well you're welcome but there's still quite a lot of no entry signs oh yeah there's nooks and crannies yeah there is you're not allowed into the living quarters <laughs> i thought the radio show was like dog years Though three months, that's that's middle age for a cocker spaniel. Oh, good. So, so did you go hardback or audio? I went hardback, okay. just despite the cockerel. Well, you, I think you should have uh, you should have split the difference, bought the hardback, and then read it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling that a bog off. That's a good Buy idea. One. Yeah, that's it. You could completely uh, you could pull the wheels off the audiobook industry if you did that. Mm. On a regular I'm still way. not sure about the point of the hardback. Why are we carrying on with the hardback at all? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Have people got that many short tables that they need to balance up? Or? No, it's, it's rubbish. I hate hardbacks. Right. I've, I begged with my publisher if I could go straight into... Straight uh, to paperback. And he wouldn't have. He said we make all the money on the hardback. Really? Mm. Oh, of course. What are about 16 quid? Oh, right. Anyway, I don't want to give the game away on the... Uh, <laughs> oh, I think I've slightly uh, messed up my Christmas sales there in <laughs> one small thing. Anyway... Um, I'm sorry, I hope you two have settled now. Can I say I've known Emily for how long? Oh, nigh on 15. Yeah, still never been to her house. So, um, you know, that you... So people who live in glass houses, which which she might, for all I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a gothic novel, our relationship. Yes, I love you, Frank, but never go in that room. (laughs) Anyway, Not The Weekend podcast is available from Wednesday morning. It's a completely different show that we do. Uh, Sarah Champion is next. And um, if the good Lord's willing and the creek don't rise... We'll be back next week at the same time. Goodbye. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.